Hi everyone, welcome back to Jump Off a Cliff. I'm Cassidy with Oregon Venture Realty and this is Michelle with Odie Media Group. And we are super excited to talk about crazy tenant stories today. Everybody loves a good crazy tenant story. <laughs> I think do we we either have them or we're the crazy tenant. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I um I I was like in the property management like field for like at least seven years, so I have like plenty of tenant stories, and then I also have my own tenant stories, which was like a recent experience, but you also have tenants. Yes, I have my own tenants, and then I also, as a real estate broker, I've dealt with tenants trying to move out of the property while we're trying to sell a house, so that's, I have lots of stories about that too. (laughs) Did you go to court with the ones that you dealt with? Yeah, there's a couple of them that we had to go to court for. There's one, um, she was supposed to move out and wouldn't move out, and she couldn't find a place, and so I can't remember the full story, but she eventually took her to court. We won, had to serve the eviction, and then um, a month later she was out, but then she left the townhouse completely destroyed, and like on the you know, crayon marks on the walls. The She had thrown something at the window and broke the window, so we had to replace that before we closed. Like out, like out of, like, because she was pissed off she had to move out or something, or just an accident? I, I don't know. She said that she got mad at something that wasn't related to us, and she, like, <laughs> threw it, and I think her family member had paid for it to be replaced. Oh, my God. And so it was just, like, and I was, because I had actually sold the um, house before it was made into a rental I represent the seller, or the buyer the first time that became the seller, and he, um, and it was, like, spotless. The person that had lived in it before had it since it was built, and she kept such great care of it, and then it got made into a rental, and this gal had just totally trashed it. The carpets were destroyed. Like, there was just crayon marks all over the wall. There was just, it was disgusting. That's, That's so sad. It's like, you know you have this place and you really want the people that are moving into it to take care of it and sometimes people just don't give a shit yeah and they just move in and they trash it and that's like you know it's really discouraging because i'm always one where i'm like encourage i encourage people to buy properties to rent them out because it's such a good way to gain wealth and it's so like in my eyes i'm like it's kind of you know it's easy but everybody has their has a downside to it and they have experiences where it's like should I really be doing this? That's why you have to be really careful who you place in your unit and try to get as much references as you can and then also you know I mean it's not all bad. It's it's not all yeah. bad but you can't have good without some of the bad. Exactly yes yes. <laughs> I'm always one where like one of my rules for uh, like my tenants when I'm when I'm putting them in is um, I always allow pets um within reason maybe like one or two pets within reason and they do have to pay a pet deposit because if i say no pets they're gonna move the animals in yeah and then i won't get a deposit for it right you know right. so i'm like what am i you know <laughs> what are my options there's gonna be pets in the unit i might as well get yeah. some money you know to go towards the supposed damages that i think is gonna happen anyways and with dogs in general no matter how well it's trained it's gonna create some damage yeah i mean they'll run in the carpet and they'll scratch it up or 
you know, so I've, I've had uh, one tenant before that just had this German Shepherd, and I'm, I'm not against any dogs, but German Shepherds are kind of greasy, <laughs> and it would just, like, lean against the walls, like, when it was, like, wa- you know, just, like, the dog oh, would just lean yeah. against the walls, and he would just make the walls so dingy and dirty and gross, we had to, like, have a cleaner come and yeah. scrub the walls, and the tenant's like, what the hell, why am I paying for this? And I'm like... <laughs> Bro, your dog is greasy. <laughs> Clean your dog. Clean your dog, man. <laughs> but um, recently, I just had like the like I've have I have a duplex and it's really low maintenance. But I imagine after certain years of having zero maintenance, you know, need or any issues that needed to get done, something big would happen, and something big did happen oh, in the last no. couple of weeks. I had um. The sewer, the sewer line backed up into one of the toilets and overflowed into the bathroom and into the hallways and into the bedroom of oh, one of my units. Geez. Oh, it was super nasty. The tenant wasn't home, so he ran ran the washer, let it go, and then left the unit. And then we came back and he found like the apartment was just flooded with sewage. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so gross. That's like the worst possible thing that could happen. Oh yeah, no, it's pretty gross. <laughs> Like, it's not just, like, flood damage. It's, like, sewer, sewage water damage. It was It was sewage water. And we, and I, yeah. I'm, like, one of those, like, landlords where I'm, like, I got to get eyes on it. I got to see, like, what's going on because how would I know to assess yeah. damage until, you know, right. I can't really trust people's eyes. I want to see it for myself. So I went in and everything, I mean, it was just, there was sewage everywhere. It was really gross. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, um... I was I it was I was so frustrated because I talked to them and I'm like, do you what happened? Like what caused it to back up? And they're like, oh, we don't know. I mean, it had been backing up a little bit every you know within the last couple of weeks. I'd do it every other day, and I'm just like, are you kidding me? Why didn't you tell me this sooner? Should have been brought to your attention a couple weeks ago. Then. Like seriously, <laughs> if, if if it was backing up, I would have gotten it cleaned out, you know, yeah. way beforehand, so that now your apartment's not ruined. And so um, it would this, and of course, this happened at four thirty p.m. on a Friday night. Of course. <laughs> so I'm like, what am I supposed to do? You know, these tenants, they, I, I, not that I'm just assuming, but I, you know, I figured it's right after the holidays probably don't have a lot of money I can't just you know send them off to a hotel you know and ask for them to pay for it so since it was our property we went ahead and, and put them up in Margaritaville so I'm like <laughs> too bad for them so I get to deal with their like shitty situation and then um <laughs> while they're like drinking like margaritas at Margaritaville you know so <laughs> so I'm just trying I'm just trying to keep them happy <laughs> I still have yet to try Margaritaville it's really good like it's yeah. you know I mean it's it's Margaritaville but it's it's <laughs> It's like commercialized, but it's 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 fun, you know, for the yeah. experience, and they've got good drinks and stuff. But um, so they're they're there at Margaritaville, and I was able to get like the line cleaned out like within two days, just because it had like a really horrible like sewage issue that no plumber could figure out. We couldn't find our clean out, and it took two days for them to find the clean out. Mm. Um, and so one of the tenants got to move back in because their unit wasn't damaged like with the overflowing of the sewage, oh, but the yeah. other tenant did not didn't get a move back in so he had to stay at the hotel for over a month oh no and so that's not cheap it's not cheap so our credit card like was just like boom 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 just like getting hit up with like hotel bills and we were like oh god did your insurance cover you so our homeowner's insurance does not cover tenant relocation so our homeowner's insurance didn't cover any of that however 
the tenants that had to get relocated, they had renter's insurance, and renter's insurance does cover for the hotel stay. Oh. So they, so it ended up being a, a $4,900 hotel bill, oh, and his entire renter's insurance covered it, which oh. was so incredible. So That's we, yeah. I mean, we fronted the upfront cost, you know, just to pay for it through our, you know, through our card, and then mm-hmm. the renter's insurance reimbursed us for that bill. So That's good. we weren't yeah. out of pocket for that. But then our homeowner's insurance did cover f- everything for the mm-hmm. apartments. So we were able to get um, new flooring, new sheetrock, new, you know, paint, drywall, walls, flooring, vinyl, new carpet in the bedroom, new carpet in the hallway, all paint, new vanity and stuff. And all of that was covered with the insurance. And then they even paid for their own deductible. So we weren't out of pocket any cost, which was like really crazy. And we were like, and I, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, thank God, I like know how to like, kind of navigate through this, because this would be really hard for somebody like on their own to kind of like talk to the contractors, try and get everything figured out. I just have to like tell if anybody's listening, just make sure when you have tenants, you have to get them to get renter's insurance. Um, We did have an out of pocket expense and that was the tenants on the other side when they stayed at the hotel for two nights, they didn't have renter's insurance. So Mm -hmm. they're really, um, I don't think that they were in a position to pay for the hotel. I didn't want to stress them out. So we went ahead and covered that bill, but legally like in the state of Oregon, landlords aren't required to provide relocation for tenants. All that tenants have in their rights is to, um, not pay rent and then find another place elsewhere. So they have to be responsible for their own uh, housing okay. during an, when this issue happens. Yeah. And then they could just withhold rent legally. Right. But as a landlord, I, I don't have to be responsible for providing them housing. But I did anyways, just because I'm like, that's just, it's kind of crappy, you know? Well, that's a good concept to have too is because the renter's insurance, sometimes a lot of lo- landlords that I know that are just kind of like mom and pa, like, rent out a few units like Mm -hmm. they don't really know all the rules yeah and so a lot of them don't have their renters have renters insurance you have to get renters insurance when things like this happens and i i was telling one of the tenants i was he was like i was like do you have any damaged items like we need to like put this in your insurance policy policy i was walking him through his own insurance policy didn't even have to be that involved but i was like no, yeah. this guy needs help, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, did you like lose boots, clothing, towels? Like, did you lose like any, anything? And he was like, yes, but I wasn't going to put it in the claim. And I'm like, dude, put whatever you can in the claim. You're going to also include your hotel bill. You're going to include like anything that you can that was damaged in that unit. And he got all of his money back, wow. all of it. And yeah. then they even covered the, his renter's insurance also covered his $500 deductible. So I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Yes, and really, none of us were really out of pocket, except for the fact that uh, my husband and I decided to cover the hotel bill for the side that didn't have renter's insurance. But I told them, I'm like, dude, you guys got to get renter's insurance. <laughs> and they were only in there for two days, you said? Yeah. Okay. At the hotel for two days. At least they weren't in there for a month. <laughs> yeah, but the two days was $700. <laughs> $700? Yeah, it was such an expensive so night. night. It was so expensive. Oh, okay, so it was, it was three nights. And oh. they had a pet, so there was a deposit for it too. Oh, I get it. But it was like, um, it was like two days, three nights, or vice versa. But it was that's how it worked out. They were able huh. to move in like one of the days, and we were like, thank goodness, because if they were to be gone that long, we would have been so out of pocket. That seems like a lot. It was a lot <laughs> for like. I guess hotels are expensive now. I'm like, 
back 20 years ago. It's like, oh, it's only $50 a night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told them, I was like, yeah, you guys, um, if you want, we could just, like, try and find you a nice place. Or if you want to just pay for your own hotel or, like, take it out of your, if you wanted it to be, like, the prorated rent amount, like, there's the Tiki Lodge down the road, <laughs> which I don't want to put you in. <laughs> like, I don't think it's safe, so we'll just, like, cover it for now because we just want you guys to go to a safe place. And Because yeah. there's some, like, nasty hotels, like, right by right yeah. by there <laughs> you know right down the road from them but um no they were they they ended up doing everything okay but i i will say one have your tenants make sure your tenants have to have you they have to have renters insurance yeah it's so needed it's so affordable it's ten dollars a month mm-hmm. get it through lemonade that's where my tenants got it or wherever i mean you could just bundle it with your car insurance most most companies allow you to do that um and then uh like it just from the this experience, I had to, like, supervise the contractors throughout the entire time. Like, I had to know, like, when they were going in, what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Because the mitigation company came in and they they were like, well, you know, when, 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 let me, like, go back a little bit. When it first happened, I had our maintenance guy come and remove all the sewage immediately. So there wasn't standing water anywhere on the ground. And so we did that and then the mitigation company came in and they're like well the whole place is flooded you know we're gonna have to pump out all the water so we're gonna have to charge you this and i'm like i already pumped out the water i already pumped out the dirty water it's gone yeah and they still charged me for it because they said there was leftover bits i don't believe it and then they also had to wait for the unit to dry out and they waited like a week and a half for the unit to dry out fully, which I also didn't believe because they cut out the sheetrock. So I'm like, why did they have to wait for things to dry out? I don't think so because we just attended everything so fast. Why would they lie about that though? Just to just to get money for it. I mean, they're money. they're yeah. going to be getting it from the insurance company, so they might as well just make the report and earn, make the money that the insurance right, is going to grant them sense. anyways. Yeah. And so we had to have our insurance adjuster come in and like get an estimate for like how much it would cost, and so. They talked to the construction company, and just to tear out the drywall, that's all they did. I'm not even joking. It was $4,000. Oh, jeez. And so the insurance company covered that, which is great, but then the construction company's like, hey, do you guys just want to, we'll just, we'll come in next week and we'll just um, install the sheetrock, install the floor, and install the carpet. Um, and uh, I was told that day that the insurance company awarded us nine grand for the full remodel, and I was like... Hold on a second. So if they're going to remove the sheetrock and that's $4,000, I can't imagine remodeling the apartment and everything else would have been within that $9,000 budget. And I asked the guy, I was like, are you, is it ever, is there ever a chance that, you know, your work would go out of scope from the insurance uh, money that they've granted us? And he's like, oh yeah, that happens all the time. And I'm like, then hell no, I'm not going to have you guys yeah. do the work. I'm not going to try $4,000 to remove drywall. No way. And so I ended up scheduling my own contractors. Once we got awarded the money, I ended up scheduling um, my own flooring company, my own plumbing company, and my own um, maintenance guy to do the drywall and do everything himself. And then and then we actually fit within that budget. So there's no way that I... that using like the construction company that the insurance company wanted us to use if i was to use them throughout the entire project i would have been out of pocket probably another five thousand dollars that's crazy that they would be that i've learned this the hard way too is like whenever i'm working with contractors or having it work done like you want to get multiple bids for everything Mm because there's so many companies that are great but there's all 
there's a lot that aren't. And that, so many that's not. That are wanting to take advantage of people and overcharge you. And even when we were doing, getting bids for our office construction, I had so many people. I, I probably got bids from four to five different contractors. Mm-hmm. And they ranged from, you know, on the low end to the high end. And there was probably like a fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 difference from these bids. That's nuts. Yeah. That is nuts. And I was asking them to do the same thing. <laughs> wow. It, yeah. it, it just goes to show, like, you know, if, if you don't have experience and you're just hiring out and you have no idea, like, what the job involves you are going to lose money. At least I knew, like, and you know, too, just because of your experience in, like, real estate, like, how projects are supposed to go. And you're like, well, that doesn't cost that much. Like, how am I supposed to, you know, well, that's ridiculous. I mean, are you kidding? Like, I've known that this has costed this in the past. Why is it costing me $20,000 more now? That's ridiculous. Yeah, (laughs) and it's crazy because you'll find contractors that you trust and that you'll, you'll use for repairs and that type of thing. And then for some reason that contractor is booked out, you're having to go back to the drawing board and find another contractor. And it's hard to find good, reliable contractors because they're independent. They don't have anyone overseeing what they're doing. And they don't, and and they're never, they're never like willing to kind of like, (laughs) you know, they're like, I'm here. I'll, I'm, I'm going to do what I want to do. So you can't really argue with them too much. One of the, um, vendor the the construction company they were I was like well okay you get you're giving me a bid but like how long is it going to take to get this done oh it could take another three weeks I don't know if if we can even get the carpet company out there sooner and I was like what I can't have my tenants live for an additional three weeks they've already been there for a month yeah and then I called my friend at a carpet company and I was like can you please help me do you know (laughs) do me a solid please help me and they got in there two days after that and replaced the carpet and it's just because like I I like knew like who to call and so like if you're like a, if you're a landlord and you're and you're going through the stuff you need to get a list of like solid vendors like mm-hmm. that is like one thing that's a really good thing to be responsible for when you have your own rental properties is like when in doubt when this happens who are you going to go to when this happens because if if I didn't know like what I was doing I know my husband and I would have been out a, a good like five to ten thousand dollars just because we didn't know what we were doing yeah and I've had even clients recently that I had this one client probably a month or so ago a car like went off the road and hit their fence and then hit the neighbor's car oh, and wow. so she has a damaged fence and dealing with the insurance company they're wanting to get quotes from these companies that are like five thousand more than what Whoa. her quotes are coming in at of the companies that she's getting it from so it really you really need to know what you're doing oh yeah and do your own research you have to you have to be responsible i mean you can't just make money and not think that it's and think that it's just going to be easy money yeah. we're not at the stage where we can have that yeah. type of like, <laughs> drop 100 grand, big deal. <laughs> i'm not rich enough yet to that <laughs> i um it was funny because you know my the tenants and the property has been so low maintenance for so long and i go in every six months and just check in and kind of make sure everything's working okay make sure there's no moisture yeah. you know anywhere in the yeah. house and do like what we can do but this is like brought light to some things that I'm discovering with my unit. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, we were moving. I wanted to walk through the house and like see the final walkthrough and take pictures for documentation on like how the property looked as when everybody was out of it. And so I stopped by one day and I didn't expect the tenants to be home yet. And so I stopped. They said I could come by whenever, you know, just to check it out. And so I'm there. And then the tenant's girlfriend is there and. 
um, I like walk in and there's she's got cats in the in the living in the bedroom and oh, I'm geez. like and I'm like cats I thought you had one cat and she's like no I've got two cats and I'm like oh and I'm like but you already have a dog and she's like yeah we've got a dog I'm like so you've got a dog and two cats now so you've got three pets when I've only allowed one pet oh <laughs> that you've paid a deposit for yeah and she's like yeah and she's like looking at me awkward and I'm like yeah that's like a lot of pets and so I'm like whatever I, I I need to deal with this later they're probably really stressed out and they're just moving in I can't just bring this yeah up to yeah. them I'd rather send it you know send them something later on yeah. and so I'm like leaving the house and she's like removing she's like grabbing the pets to bring inside the house speak from the hotel stay and so she brings in uh one of the, the dog she brings in the dog and then she grabs another dog and oh I'm my like, gosh. and I'm like, what in the world? I'm like, <laughs> so she has like four pets. She's got four pets in a one bedroom apartment. And I was oh, like, hey, no. I'm like, do you have four animals? Oh yeah, is that a problem? And I'm like, well, it's a lot of animals, and I'm upset because I'm like, I can't believe they lied. You know, I'm I'm like, it's annoying. You know, well, I and the fact that dishonest. they paid a security deposit, they know that they know that they would have to pay a deposit for the yeah. animals. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I've waited, you know, the renter's insurance and the whole project's come to a close within the last week or so. And so I, I kind of wanted to give them a little bit of time to relax for a little bit. Yeah. But I do think I'm going to have to send them a lease violation. And, and yeah. I don't, they're good tenants. And um, based on like how the property looked before we tore it up, it didn't seem like the animals were causing too much damage at all. Because I didn't know that they were there, which yeah. tells you something, you know, yeah. if you can't tell there's pets there. Yeah. And they're keeping it okay. But I'm going to have to ask for a deposit. I mean, there has to be, I got to play the mean property manager, landlord card. It's like, what do you, what else am I supposed to do? I have to charge them a deposit for the animals. Well, you have to at a certain point because you're trying to preserve your property at the same time because pets do a lot of damage. They do a lot of damage. And if I don't stop them now, they could uh, move another animal in. I mean, like, what's to stop them? I've had that with my uh, place too. I had... Uh, I found the okayed one dog, and then I found out there was another dog there, and Ugh. I was so mad because I didn't even want one dog in there, but yeah. I allowed it, and it's just, yeah, it's it's hard because you're trying, you you know, like, there's going to be a certain kind of wear and tear on your property as you rent them out. It's not going to be perfect. Yeah. But you want to do everything you can. To avoid it. Because I've had puppies. I know how destructive they are, even though if you're trying to train them or whatever. Like, I had my dog completely destroy my carpet when he was potty training. It happens. (laughs) And so I know firsthand, especially when it's, yeah, it's it's not good. (laughs) I, I, I think I would have been so much less offended if they were just not deceitful about it. Sneaky about it, yeah. If they weren't so sneaky about it, I probably would have let them keep the animals in there without a deposit but because they're going to be sneaky about it and now that i know that they're going to lie about certain things yeah i'm going to have to charge them a deposit i don't know what else to do you know well i feel like once you start letting things slide then more things yeah they keep hiding and and, they're great tenants and they're so nice and they keep the property maintained but i'm like man why do you have to make me be mean (laughs) (laughs) i hate it oh i hate it i hate it so much but you gotta do something. So that's like a part of like, you know, renting out. It's just not, you know, it's, there's ups and there's downs. And that was just a down. And I experienced four years of down all in like one month. <laughs> <laughs> so you're good for another couple of years. Oh my God. Knock on yeah. wood. Don't say that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah, I um, I do want to. It doesn't discourage me from buying new properties. I I you know I it's it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. You can't yeah. have good without the bad. Sometimes you know, and luckily for us, our bad was covered almost a hundred percent. So I really can't complain that and much. Think about how much equity you probably have in that property by now. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, no. We've got, like, a good, yeah. like, 150 grand of equity that we want to, like, use for other stuff. And yeah. we love it. And on, in the meantime, the tenants are paying for the mortgage, which is great. Yeah, and real estate is such a good investment. And it's, you know, you might have a few thousand dollars in repairs here and there. But yeah. overall, like, it's going to be a good investment. Yeah, it really would. And, um, oh, another thing about, like, the insurance companies, too, like, when you're dealing with them. Um, nobody is going to be on your side. Like, the insurance company doesn't want to cover what you're asking them to cover. They'll do everything in their power to not cover what you want. They will do everything. They'll they'll say that they're, they're on your side, they're your representative. They're there to make sure that they're not covering what they don't, you know, what what's possibly, potentially something that they couldn't cover. Yeah. And so I, I'm... I was on it. I was calling them weekly. We were like reaching out to them like almost every other day just to be that annoying customer that they wanted to get rid of. And that's like how we got our payment in time or else that would have also been extended for a couple of weeks. So Mm -hmm. like keeping on it, like with your insurance companies, keeping on it with your tenants, making sure they obtain a renter's insurance policy. And then now as I'm learning, keeping on with your tenants and making sure you ask for deposits. Yeah. <laughs> and remember to do your six month checkups. Yes. Six month checkups yeah. are good. Um, one of my um one of my business uh, network uh, friends, she also owns properties and she goes in every three months to oh. check in on them. Hmm. And she's like, she loves it. She's like, yeah, I walk in and they love it too. And I walk in and make sure that there's no like maintenance or repairs that they want to get done and if there is then my maintenance guy's with me and we fix it there Hmm. i i was kind of like uh trained to like okay six months is kind of like a a really early time to come in so maybe once a year but no way man not after not if i've got four animals in my apartment there's a lot that can happen in six months oh my gosh i almost want to do the three month check-ins now i'm like scared i know sometimes (laughs) i'm like can I just pop in once a month and just make sure the house isn't being burned down? And I want one of those black lights to see if, like, the animals are, like, urinating, like, on the new oh. carpet that I installed or something. I gotta get it figured out. I don't know yeah. what to do. I feel like with my rental, once the carpet is done for, I'm just gonna put laminate in. <laughs> so smart. I wish I yeah. could put laminate in. I, I, I'm gonna be doing that next time. I, um, I know that since it's all new carpet and stuff... As soon as they leave, and if there's like one hint of like animal odor, they're they're good. They got to be charged for it full price, you yeah. know, because yeah. it's brand new carpet. What else, you know? It's, there's no wear and tear. It's them. <laughs> yeah, I mean they can clean it, but it takes a lot to get urine out of a carpet. And it and sometimes it really doesn't work. Like I had because um, it seeps into the pad too. It seeps into the pad, yeah. and it and if it's really really bad, it seeps into the subfloor. Mm-hmm. And then um, carpet cleaners like they'll do a black light and like after they're done cleaning and they're like it's still there. And so I'll have, you know, when they rip up the carpets, I always have my flooring vendors take pictures of the bottom of the carpets to show the stains Mm -hmm. so that when the tenants dispute the deposit, we've got, like, photo evidence that there was animals urinating, like, in the place. I've done that so many times. I've never lost a court case when the tenant dispute. And so I'm all, and I think the reason that is, is because it's just so, it's so important to document every little thing, everything. Yeah. Have it. And that goes for if you're a tenant, too, like. When you move in, take pictures. Take pictures of everything. There are such scummy yeah. landlords out there that mm-hmm. are just in it for the money and not your well-being. Yeah. And, like, if you're 
if you're moving out and you don't have a comparative before and after, like you're not protecting yourself at all. You need mm-hmm. to do a move, move. People have like the sheets that they check off, like when they move into a property for like a move in checklist. Yeah. No, don't do that. Just take pictures. Take mm-hmm. pictures and have that your as your checklist so that you've got photo evidence for sure. Yeah, and it, you can never take too many photos too because even if you think it's just a little mark on the countertop or anything, just take a picture of it. Yeah, just take a picture of it. It's, I mean, it's not gonna. You take what an hour to date to document it. It could save you thousands of dollars in the future. I document as much as you can. I and it's, that's the same thing with like communication with your tenants too. I, I never usually. I call them, but then I'll always like text them like a re- like a recap of like what our of what we talked about on the phone, so that it's all in writing. Yeah, that's smart. That way you have everything documented. So I'm always emailing, texting. I even told my tenants, I'm like, no verbal notices over the phone, <laughs> please. Just give me your notice in writing if yeah, you're gonna move yeah. out, you know. And so they know everything written down, pictures. So just keep that communication as clear as possible. I use a, a Veil. It's an online property management software. Oh, okay. And it's really nice. And they can communicate with me through that. As That's well. nice. They pay their rent online through that, and they can also um, request maintenance and stuff. Does on it that. does it charge a fee for the rent for them? Uh, nope. That's nice. Yeah, I I pay five dollars a month for it. I um I have apartments dot com which I've been really enjoying, and they've mm-hmm. been paying their rent online with that, and they haven't charged either. I haven't seen if I can text them through it, but. They had my cell phone number before, so they've just been texting that, and I'm like, damn it, I wish yeah. they didn't, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice, too, is it keeps records for, like, my taxes and everything yeah. and at the end of the year and stuff, so I really like it. That's really nice. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't want this episode to be, like, negative stuff, but it's, like, you know, being a landlord... We don't want it to come off as like it's the dream, you know, and you can just make money without any effort. No, yeah. nothing worth having comes easy. Yep. You are going to have to make some sacrifices, and if you're one of those people where you purchased a property and you just don't feel happy about people living in the residence, then I don't think landlording would be for you. It's yeah. their house, you know. You got to let them live in there. <laughs> yeah, and you got to have a certain amount of patience and and not take everything so personally either. Oh, you can't take yeah. anything personally. And I I tell um you know people that are like thinking about investing, I'm just like go with the state of mind that they're gonna go in and trash your place, and then yeah, know that it's an investment. Don't be so connected to it emotionally about the house. Like it doesn't matter if you carve hand carved the cabinets in the kitchen. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Just <laughs> and that's hard to do. I still struggle with that sometimes. Hand carving cabinets? Well, just like <laughs> just shoveling in general with people like destroying the house that you bought. Yeah. Like, I mean, not that it's totally destroyed, but like there are certain things that like, you lived in there that you'd make sure was happening. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. And so it's not their own property, so they're not going to necessarily treat it like how you would treat it. No. But it's, but tenants in general are pretty nice. I think, and and a lot of it's summed up with the, you know, application process. Like, how are they going to be, you know, as a tenant? Mm -hmm. Do they have good credit? Do they have any criminal, you know, history on their record? You know, what, it just all depends on, like, what their score is as a tenant when you're running through the screening process. I don't really make a lot of exceptions. Like, if I can say no to somebody, I usually will. Like, if I can say no to, you know, a criminal record legally, then I'll say no. And don't move friends and family in. Never move friends and family into your units. Even if they're really good friends or anything, just don't do it. It's awkward. And there's so many, there's so many times where my husband and I have come close. We're like, okay, maybe if we just move them. And then we're like, nope, 
Nope, we're nope. not going to open up that can of worms. Do not mix family <laughs> and business. Do not do it. It's never a good idea. Never a good idea. Nope. And it's just, you know, it's a, it's to keep better relationships with them and your family and friends. Right. You know, yeah. it's just, yeah. you know, because then they're going to, I don't know if they'll necessarily, like, expect more from you or expect more leniency with you, but the awkwardness of, like, confronting them when things, when there's issues, that's when it becomes really complicated. So it's hard. And there's going to be issues. There'll and, be issues. And don't even think that there won't be, because there will be. Yeah, you're not the one case where nothing's happening. It's not, it's <laughs> never going to happen. <laughs> oh, gosh. Gosh, that episode ended up fast. Wow, that was fast. We just kept babbling on. I think we could just talk about tenants for days. I know. <laughs> I have more stories, but we'll see that for another day. Yeah, we've got plenty of other episodes to make. <laughs> so until then, just keep positive, document everything, and um, be good landlords and be active landlords. Be involved with your properties. Don't just stand by and, you know, let things happen or occur. <laughs> exactly. And we'll see you guys next week. See you later.